Welcome, nerdy knights of the well-rounded table to Bohemian Geek Studies, where we take those extremely dorky dives into our favorite fandoms. I'm Padawan Learner and Defender of Droids, Sarah O'Connor. Welcome. <laughs> Hello there, Sarah. <laughs> Welcome indeed. I'm Colleen McMillan, Jedi Master and Rebel Scum Collaborator. And I am Pirate Jedi, Anders Drew. And I'm your ambassador to Naboo, Flo Siegel. You know, folks, we truly run the gambit here in terms of rank, I'm not going to lie. From Padawan to Knight and apparently Pirate to Master. But no matter the rank you carry, dear listener, one thing remains the same. Much to learn, we still have. That we do, that we do. And today on Bohemian Geek Studies, we are covering The Mandalorian, Season 2, Episode 5, entitled Chapter 13, The Jedi. That's a lot of numbers. (laughs) Or is she? It is. (laughs) Um, this episode was written and directed by Dave Filoni. Now, beware, our transponder is broadcasting a full spoiler warning for this episode, as well as some wild speculation about the future. So if you've seen this week's episode of Mando, grab your favorite drink from the cantina, grab your little baby Yoda for good luck, and reach out with the Force as we settle in for a look at what Favreau and his team have created. So, Sarah, you want to punch it with our episode recap? Yeah, absolutely. So to start things off, on Corvus, Ahsoka Tano is in a standoff with the local magistrate. Upon seeking information um, about Ahsoka, Din is contracted to kill the Jedi, which was a really cool twist of fate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Finding her in the forest, Din gets an information download on Baby Yoda. Excuse me, Rogu. And Ahsoka <laughs> tests his force abilities, which was wicked awesome. And two te- the two of them team up to take down the Magistrate and her regime, replacing the Magistrate with former Disney Imagineer Wing Tao Chow, making his acting debut. Woohoo! And after telling Din that she cannot train Rogu, Ahsoka sends Din to an ancient Jedi, Jedi temple on Tython, where Rogu will be able to reach out to the Force and possibly alert a new Jedi who may be able to train him. So let's not waste any time and get straight to those Easter eggs and connections. To start things off, Colleen, what are we talking about here? All right, y'all. Ahsoka freaking Tano. Hey. Yay, finally. Anakin Skywalker's (laughs) former apprentice makes her live action debut, played by Rosario Dawson. Her white lightsabers that she got by healing the kyber crystals from a totally murdered Inquisitor also appear. (laughs) Those looked great. They looked fantastic. They looked amazing. Yeah, first fantastic. seeing them, I was like, well, I guess we're getting a lot of Ahsoka this episode. <laughs> <laughs> seeing those sabers was amazing. Uh, it did kind of remind us of a scene from Revenge of the Sith where Anakin similarly chops through a soldier with his lightsaber. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, she also uses that signature Jedi mind trick where the force is used to make a distracting noise to draw the guards away. I actually had to double check that like a couple I had to go back and watch that a couple of times because the way she moved her hand I wasn't sure if she was like snapping somebody's neck but it was definitely it was definitely like a uh, Which, like a branch snap to be fair she also could have been doing yes yeah <laughs> I mean, she's she's on a mission she is a force to be reckoned with your pun definitely intended we also got a glimpse of what might be Morai in one little scene with Ahsoka, though it could also be just another convert bird, but that's still one of her symbols. So it was really cool to see the little owl-like bird there. (laughs) Uh, We are a little remiss about Ahsoka just because of the casting choice. There's something going on with Rosario Dawson and her family who are in an active lawsuit against a member of the trans community. 
This was a family friend who had moved to Los Angeles to help them renovate a building and was living in an apartment owned by the Dawson family. And let's just say things apparently came to physical altercation. And since it's an active lawsuit and it's basically Rosario Dawson and her family's word against this person, we're not exactly sure what's happening. We're not exactly sure what will happen in the future. Even if the case is dismissed, this is still an example of the powerful against the powerless. So it's it's kind of an icky situation. I know there are a couple people who have felt that the performance was good, but it was marred by this information that we know or have heard about Dawson and her family. So it, it's very it's very difficult <laughs> to get through an episode once again with somebody who may not be on the trans community's side. Yeah. And yeah, it's really hard that Mando is just being really marred by all these, you know, yeah. people who have differing, well, not even right. like differing viewpoints, just like horrible, possibly transphobic yeah. viewpoints. And so it does yeah. make the show just harder to watch, right. um, yeah. which is a well, bummer. Yes. And it is still, a, it's a they said, they said situation. We don't know. Yeah. Right. And I want to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. Absolutely. Basically. Yep. Yep. So I'm like, okay, I have to try and watch this episode without the bias but it's still going to be there like yeah. it's yep. still going to be there and if she did do this and her family did do this mm, mm. right yeah that's, then we out. that's, that's rough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but to get to something a little bit more delightful and yes. fun sarah what do we have next the silver ball <laughs> rogu's obsession with that silver ball continues also right after saying this has to stay on the ship Din totally puts it in his pocket, which is precious. Mm-hmm. But he had to bring it back later so he and Grogu could pay could play father son catch like for the first time and Absolutely. use the force. Field of dreams moment. He's like yeah. crouching down. He's like, "You got it, kid." That was <laughs> What's up next, Anders? So another little Easter egg here you might have noticed. Um, as the Razor Crest is flying in, we do get a shot of a guard or a soldier or somebody kind of tracking it with this little. I don't know. I don't actually know what that is. It's like a targeting gun or like just it's like, like a, a radar tracker gun. thing. Yeah, like a radar gun. Um, very much like we saw on Yavin Four in A New Hope at the Rebel base. Probably looking for that transponder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, Flo, who else do we see in this episode? Some pretty exciting guest cast is who we saw. So in addition to Rosario Dawson, this class, this class, I'm like (laughs) on my mind all the time. This cast includes Michael Bean as Lang and Diana Lee in Asato as Magistrate Morgan Elspeth, which Mm. like is kind of a British name (laughs) for like some outer space person, (laughs) but cool. Um, and Diana is actually Bruce Lee's goddaughter, which is wow. really, really cool. Like, that's for, like, a fun Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, question now. Where do we think Morgan is from? Because the first planet that comes to mind with rich shipbuilders is Kuat, right? Did I say it right, Colleen? Yes. The Kuat shipbuilders, like, rich, posh assholes basically <laughs> yeah but that wasn't destroyed during the clone wars kuat was not it's in the core so it was one of the worlds that was probably not going to be as affected by the clone wars so it's like where is she from ahsoka said that her world was destroyed during the clone wars so that's fair so we don't know also in the cast as we mentioned up top wing tao chow as the new governor of corvus um so that's pretty cool 
And al really also our house stands an Imagineer hard. So yes. good job, Imagineers. Of <laughs> you Disney. looked great in those robes. Like, Amazing. Absolutely. Yeah, great. Costume department did great on this episode too. They really did. The costumes weren't all that was incredible because frankly, the containment cells were super duper realistic. There is a non-elevated version of them in KOTOR, AKA the Knights of the Old Republic video game. But these ones here gave us a Game of Thrones or medieval feel, kind of like gibbeting or crow cages. Or when I saw them, I thought electrified crucifixes. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. These torture devices were used on criminals or so they'd have us believe, left there to die of dehydration or exposure. And they get their name because of crows and area, other carrion birds would eat the bodies as an yeah. ominous warning to anyone who might break the law. But you Oopsies. know- Those things what, were creepy. Yes, they were. But you know Very what- Very like the slavers of marine. Yes. They're like yes. crosses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. So you know what doesn't break the law or break very easily? Beskar. <laughs> Colleen, talk to us about it. Yes, our best Beskar. <laughs> that spear. <laughs> that spear, though, you guys. It's made that from the really legendary cool. Mandalorian metal. Yes, when they like dinged like a tuning fork against the granite. That was so cool. Was I was like, ooh, it sounds very pretty. Also, <laughs> yep. And it stops lightsaber strikes. Like, oh, crap. That might not be good later on <laughs> if we think about it. Uh, this reminded us of the Metal Cortosis, which features in many Star Wars novels. It can stop lightsabers and blaster bolts, and has direct ties to a certain Grand Admiral that we will bring up later. Yes, in just a minute. How about the planet, though, Anders? How about so the planet, though? I don't know about you guys. I was getting some serious like Dagobah vibes, and when hmm. we were off in the jungle here, um, very similar to that. I mean, obviously, if the jungle had been kind of burnt or that bog had been yes. kind of burned down to a kind of husk. Mm -hmm. Actually really similar to um, the opening of Rise of Skywalker when they're on Mustafar. Mm -hmm. But I was yes. just getting like some very general callbacks, like especially little, little Grogu sitting on like the mossy boulders and his, just his amazing little baby Yoda cuteness. Um, I honestly speaking cannot of believe, I cannot believe you guys gave me this one to talk about. <laughs> Flo, this is this is the info dump. These are the answers. Yes. This is the this plot is the moving plot. forward. <laughs> Move it. Thank yeah. you for really giving me the plot. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Um. So obviously the most important part of this episode besides Ahsoka is that Baby Yoda has a name. Apparently we're using it even though it's ridiculous. <laughs> I think it's cute. It's so cute. I mean, and I'm Yoda still, sounds I'm still ridiculous most of the time. Too. Most of the time I'm still calling him Baby Yoda. Yeah. But. Yeah. So shady. his name is Grogu, and I don't know if you guys watch with captions, but we watch with captions. The captions have now changed to Grogu babbles and Grogu squeaks or whatever. Oh, <laughs> I totally thought he clever. said din at one moment. There was one oh my moment God. I had I to like turn on the subtitles again and again because I was like, no, did he, did he, did it? And no, it just was cooing. <laughs> so we found out he was raised in the Jedi Temple on Coruscant, which is very cool, um, which is now the Imperial Palace. But Ahsoka, we found out, didn't know Yaddle, apparently, saying that yeah. she only knew Yoda. So where is Yaddle? Mm. We don't know. Mm. Yeah. Maybe somewhere. Maybe we're going to see her. Um, during her test session, Ahsoka also urged in to connect with Grogu, which was cool, much like Ezra had a talent for. So similarly, Din gets an actual explanation of the Force. That that was a huge callback to Obi-Wan's yeah. from A New mm -hmm. Hope, that it's everywhere, that it like powers things. Um, so that was really, really cool. 
And Ahsoka also name drops Yoda for the first time. My husband and I were like, say it, say the name. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But given that we've been calling Grogu Baby Yoda for over a year, I don't know if that counts as an Easter egg. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you know who else gets a reference, Miss Flo? Anakin Skywalker. I heard it. (laughs) (laughs) That's the picture you picked? (laughs) Yes. Because... you couldn't have picked a single like really hot one of Hayden. Where, what about Hayden waking up? Because we're talking Hayden? about we're talking about his fall. We're talking it about honestly matter and what when she about. realizes who it was. Yeah, but that picture lives rent free in my head all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love how Ahsoka's explanation of how fears and attachments can cause the fall of the downfall of the Jedi Knights even the best of them, which yeah. is a reference to her former master's fall from grace. Which that I was beautiful. Yes, yeah, so, so oh, beautiful. Yeah. Colleen, so much. what's up next? What's up next? What we got? What we got? This is the A350 blaster rifle. This is actually an upgrade from the A300, which was featured heavily in Rogue One mm-hmm. as the preferred rebel alliance weapon for the soldiers during the Battle of Scarif. Like, yay, get these blaster <laughs> rifles. Here are the soldiers. I don't know if they're Imperial per se. They're mm, hired goons, most likely. Yeah. It depends on if Morgan is considered Imperial anymore. Um, They're using the upgraded weapons to enforce the magistrate's will on the people. Mm. Mm. What else are we using to enforce the magistrate's will on the people, Andrew? And I won't defend these ones. That's for now. So we have the... HK-87 Assassin Droids. So the HK series of droid uh, here, I think the pictures here we have are a 51 and I think maybe just a 50. Um, These do have kind of a long history in Star Wars, in Legends, and in Canon. Um, The HK actually stands for Hunter Killer. So they are very much assassin droids. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And they are featured heavily during the arcs of the uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, where's Seriously. HK forty seven? Where's they didn't say meatbag one time. I was really nope. hoping for that. But Do they look like not. ants to anyone else? Because they, they look definitely like look like ants. Yeah, <laughs> just checking. Yeah, mm-hmm. for and, sure. Uh, like Doctor as, uh, Flo, as our you know as our prequel expert, what's this uh, next little this next nice little callback? Are you an angel? <laughs> <laughs> This was the cutest. Um, Din referred to Ahsoka's lightsabers as laser swords, and I caught it immediately. I was just like, what? what, what? Um, just like Anakin did in Phantom Menace, which was so cute. So and cute. I stand Phantom Menace hard. Not as hard as Attack of the Clones. Underrated. I, it's I, it's underrated. Menace. So good. So that was All cool. Right. Sarah, how much did you die when you saw the next one? <laughs> I cannot believe that we had a lot cat sighting. That was absolutely wild. And so we have to wonder... Could this be a sign that Ezra Bridger or maybe Sabine Wren is lurking somewhere or that's maybe a foreshadow forecasting? We'll see. Regard this little, this little biscuit is native to the planet of Lothal and featured heavily in Rebels. Watch Rebels. It could though, however, also be a Tuca cat of which Lothcats are a subspecies. But I'm wondering... Could it be that there's more than uh, more than meets the eye when it comes to Rebels? T- tell me all about it, stud, Colleen. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm a big blue tree. Grand Admiral <laughs> Thrawn. Mm. <laughs> Here's hoping, guys. Here's hoping. Ahsoka is seeking Thrawn, indicating that she had some success in her search for Ezra. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe hopefully. 
the Chiss villain is featured in Rebels, Watch Rebels, Legends Canon, Read Legends Canon, and his own canon novels, which now I have many people asking me which order to read them in. Yay. <laughs> read the novels. Oh my gosh, I was so excited. <laughs> Maybe maybe we'll have you drop an article on the um, order in which to read the Thrawn novels. That could this be is true. Yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. definitely. This write episode's going to inspire more that. people too. Yeah, yes, for, for sure. sure. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited, you guys. Uh, for a full <laughs> breakdown, of course, check out our three-part series on Timothy Zahn's creation, and link to part one will be in the episode description. Perfect. Yes. We love Thrawn, guys. We love Thrawn. Thrawn's great. Thrawn's great. He is a villain. Well, but a Queen loves character. a bad boy. I know. <laughs> I'm going to call him an anti-villain or an anti-hero. <laughs> All right. And then lastly, we do have Mando has a new mission. He is to head to the planet Tython. Now, this is a planet deep in the, in the deep core of the galaxy. Tython is one of the planets that's kind of in contention for being the place, the location of the very first Jedi temple. Um, other candidates are Octo, which we saw Luke on in Last Jedi, Coruscant itself, um, with the Jedi temple, as Flo mentioned, is now the Imperial Palace, or from Rogue One, the planet Jedi. Um, Darth Vader in canon has gone to Tython with Dr. Aphra in the Star Wars comics. Uh, in Legends, Typhon has two moons, Ashla and Bogan. And Colleen, correct me if I'm wrong, Ashla was uh, one of Ahsoka's pseudonyms that she went by at some point, right? Yes, in her novel. Mm -hmm. And that was her uh, original name, was supposed to be Ahsoka's yep. original name. Uh, and so Ashla and Bogan are names for the light and dark side of the Force. Tython is also the ancient home of the Jedi and Legends. So this temple on Tython should have a lot for Grogu to discover. Mm -hmm. Which Jedi will dance to the call? There's not really that many options. Yeah. So, mm. Or will Grogu simply decide not to go down the Jedi path? I'm still voting no. Sith. Let's go! Let's go! Let's <laughs> Let's baby. I can see him definitely starting the Jedi training or restarting, but that dark spot in his mind is probably not going to be good, you guys. No. Mm -hmm. Nope. Mm, there's oh. a reason he forgot it or someone erased it. Well, it sounds like we're starting to get into reactions. So Anders, why don't you kick us off actually? All right. So I'm uh, not actually going to lie here, guys. When I first saw Ahsoka on screen, I, w I wasn't really tuned in. I was out at first when I, when she Wild. first kind of burst onto the screen. There just, it looked like there was just something off and I couldn't put my finger on it. Then though, they're in the forest. Din has like her trapped or, he thinks he does anyway. She looks up and she gets this very, very subtle little mischievous grin on her face and all of a sudden it clicks into place and I was like, oh my god, that's Ahsoka Tano. Th that's it. <laughs> it was uncanny. I think it was kind of an interesting choice. They, at least in my opinion, they definitely seem to be modeling her visually off of her much younger self, like the one that we saw in the original Clone Wars movie rather than mm. the version that we saw in the last season of Clone Wars or in Rebels. So I thought that was kind of an interesting um, design thing. choice. Yeah. yeah, just a really interesting design choice. Overall, though, still a good episode. Um, kind of keeping with our theme, our genre of the week theme, this was definitely a samurai type For episode sure. with, a, I almost want to say a little bit of like a Brothers Grimm vibe going on in those woods. To or like the Red. 
the Red Riding Hood movie. Yeah, like a yeah, uh, for sure. I see that, Anders. Mm-hmm. Kind of getting into that fairy tale territory that we were mm-hmm. kind of speculating about in our last episode. But for me, this we got answers. Yeah, we have yeah. some answers. Things are moving forward. We have information now. I don't know how much faith I have in some of that information. The idea that Baby Yoda was in the temple this whole time, like that whole time, and Ahsoka, who was raised in the temple, had no idea. Um, she also apparently didn't know who Yaddle was, so that's another right. <laughs> that's another point. She didn't get but, out much. No, but he was <laughs> in the temple for like over twenty years. Like, how did someone like Ahsoka never know he was there? Who got him out? Who like all these things we kind of still don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said, this episode was solid. I am gonna say though, I think the writing was not quite as strong as we've had, especially in recent weeks. Um, I don't know if I'm just getting more used to John Favreau style, but visually it was beautiful. Beautiful. Um, there was, I think, a little bit too much standing still with an intense look on your face. <laughs> but um, see, I'm a so, sucker for are, that. That's fine. That's, yeah, <laughs> I think it was just one or two sure. too many of those. But I, I don't know, like, Colleen. Yeah. Let's let you get it. <laughs> <laughs> I was really excited to see Ahsoka that opening shot I wasn't ready for her immediately so I was shocked I had to pause immediately and be like wait white lightsabers that's Ahsoka Woo! I guess we're just gonna jump right in there aren't we Dave so I had to pause breathe for a minute so I was really excited to see Ahsoka really really cool to hear little Shammy Shake's real name like yay I was really excited, the most excited though, when Rosario Dawson said those sweet, sweet words, Granddad Rothron. <laughs> well, I don't think he's going to have a lot to do with the Mandalorian per se as a series. It's still amazing to know that he's still lurking around out there. What is he doing, you guys? That leads to all the questions about where Thrawn is. Did Ahsoka and Sabine already have their road trip? Give us a series on that, please, instead of just talking about it because we will riot. And where the heck is Ezra Bridger? Where is Ezra? Uh, But we have to talk about that, I think, more in our finale roundup, because that's a long discussion that we're definitely going to want to have. I really want to talk about whether some form of Heir to the Empire trilogy is also kind of slowly crawling its way toward us. That would be so cool if we could get something akin to that. I think this episode was a huge improvement over Filoni's last episode, which was the Gunslinger from season one. Seems like he's got a better handle on things, even if it was like not quite the same like writing style as Favreau or the same directional style as Favreau would usually go. Uh, some of the shots though were stunning. Ahsoka, when, she's, yeah. when she draws the white lightsabers across her face. That, that was, was amazing. Yeah. Duncan is here to say that was also perfection. Hello, my <laughs> cat. And also when she and little Grogu were silhouetted against the moon. It yes. was beautiful. beautiful. Like some of these shots that Filoni has made I think are very iconic. Mm-hmm. for the series yeah maybe the entire episode wasn't as iconic but and when she breaks the bell to you guys with her lightsaber says like Haha, take that game of thrones yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh i guess we're making all kinds of statements um still way too many questions why is morgan working with thrawn is bb moff g working with thrawn uh saying that faithful name could draw a lot of attention away from din and groku which is a, a worry that we have um but I doubt we'll see Ahsoka's mission to find Thrawn in this series. I just don't think it's going to happen. We might see her like in a bit part 
in future episodes, but I don't think we're going to get a lot of her. I think they're doing, like, with her and Bo-Katan, they really do yeah. seem to be, like, just kind of peppering and planting the seeds for some spinoffs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that that would be stronger, for sure. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping, is that we get all of these different, like, where are all these other characters going within the yeah. universe of Mandalorian? Like Flo had suggested before, like, the Marvel Defenders universe was doing. I, that would be so cool. I can't yeah. that. <laughs> seriously guys nobody calls Thrawn master like that threw me off a little bit although Ahsoka's probably just saying like who's your master or like where is your master? where's your boss right where's exactly boss? it's not like they're calling him master because nobody calls Thrawn master <laughs> yeah definitely not well, except for Colleen <laughs> yeah I was gonna say no. you totally won <laughs> oh, mm. Mm. but Sarah <laughs> now that I'm blushing what did you think about this yeah now that Colleen needs to go take a shower I'm Ooh. about to go need to take a shower too because I was so stoked on this episode like y'all I don't know what you guys were watching because for me it was a 10 out of 10 episode I'm honestly very concerned for myself as to like what's going to come next because I don't know how it's possibly going to get topped and I'm being 100% serious I think it's maybe my favorite episode period and i will say though yeah i think it's it my favorite episode beautiful. period so beautiful and i think kind of how we were saying with the heist being so different from the mandalorian and me not liking that it's very interesting to me to do some self-reflection because this was very different i would argue from the flavor of some of the other mandalorian episodes absolutely definitely yeah. and very i am in very Oren Ishii versus the Brian I did, yeah, when they were, yeah, when she and the magistrate were standing there looking at each other, I half expected to do like the zoom in with the Kill Bill, with the Kill Bill theme. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was mm -hmm. just, it was just so iconically beautiful with the music and the imagery. It seemed straight out of a samurai movie and or graphic novel. Like Colleen had mentioned some of my favorite scenes with Ahsoka and Baby Yoda, so I won't repeat them. But it was just so otherworldly because the world looks so barren and yet it was so green. It was absolutely mm -hmm. captivating to me. And I also like that as Flo and we've had been discussing a little bit, there is planting the seed, right? That there's a chance that a force user who is not of the light will be like, yo, call me maybe. What's up? I heard the call. <laughs> like... I said, what's up? So I think it's really, really interesting, especially as we reflect, like Rogu has not been having an easy life since he had his blackout. And so it's not surprising to me that he lives in fear or has fear. And it's not surprising to me that he has formed a t an attachment to his dad. And so I think it's completely understandable that he would be susceptible especially if someone like Ahsoka is raising the stakes. And so I, I love that. And I really found the depth of his thought also to be more compelling to get that through line through Ahsoka. Like it's more than just a toddler in there when it comes to form. He's actually thoughts. 50. Yeah. yeah. I, I, thought, I thought that that was really cool. I think my only gripe is that I didn't like how Ahsoka technically went back on her deal. I thought that was like, I understand yeah. how they fudged it, but mm -hmm. that seemed a little bit disingenuous to me that Ahsoka mm -hmm. would actually make a vow and then really go against it because mm -hmm. she violated the terms. And then the last thing that I have to say is I just love how Beskar sings. Yes. I, f I found this episode 
to be beautifully, beautifully poetic. And so now that I've built it all up, Flo, what are your thoughts? Let's I, go, Flo. I'm ready. Come on, Flo. Woo. So, okay. Like you guys, I was very surprised that Ahsoka came in like first second. I, you guys know I was not even expecting to see Ahsoka in this one, even though you guys were all sure that she was going to come in. Okay, whatever. So, I really regret. We at said least at the it. end. Yeah. I really regret that I hadn't gone on record for guessing that this episode would be called The Jedi. Because, like, I felt it, yeah. and I don't have any idea what the next episodes would be called, but alas, didn't go on record. It's going to be called, like, Side Quest. Side Quest. <laughs> it's going to be called Flo is Going to Die. Um, okay, so this episode, I was, like, really, really 50-50 on, because on one side... It was the most callbacks to the prequels that I think we've had. And so I had the most attachment to it. Like when they were talking about like the fear that I like can't even say Grogu with a straight face. A <laughs> fear that Grogu has. And then the attachment bit, I mean, it was just Hayden in my ear saying attachment is forbidden, possession is forbidden, but also, unconditional love look. is essential to a Jedi's life. <laughs> Top look for Ahsoka for saying that. Like, come what? on now. Can't we Man. get past this thing? If they can bring yeah. in Hayden yeah. Christensen. Can we get past this thing that just, you know, created Darth Vader? Yeah. So all of that, I was just like, this is the Star Wars that I understand and the Star Wars that I know, even though it's like coming from a character that I don't know very well and that I have yeah. no attachment to, mm -hmm. um, which is Ahsoka. I was really surprised that it, feels like Ahsoka's not going with Din. Mm. Like, I did not expect that at all. Like, I thought, like, we've built up Ahsoka. Why are we not keeping Ahsoka? That felt really weird. I was okay. just, like, really confused about that. I found it believable, though I didn't like the situation. Yeah. I mean, it just I think kind of kicking the like, baby to search for Thrawn is going to be... I guess I just didn't expect Ahsoka to be the side quest. Yeah. Well, I think... I think I think friend of the pod, Matt Harrington, if I'm quoting him correctly on it, like, I think people have a problem with it because we reached the end of the main quest, but it actually turned out to be a side quest to get you onto a new main quest. So if that's kind of what you're talking about, Flo, I, I can't understand it. It just feels frustrating. And so our I friend actually, I thought of you when that, when that <laughs> happened and she sent it to Tython. I was like, Flo is not going to be happy. I mean, I mean there was a but away from Ahsoka. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess, like, I definitely figured that there would be more to it. Like, if they met Ahsoka this episode, I understood that it can't just end. Like, we've got more episodes to go. I just thought Ahsoka would be involved in some way and that, like, it would be, you know, a stop on the main route, but not a completely separate side quest. Yeah. And the thing that just, like, made me kind of sad was that, our friend Helene is here. You guys know Helene, friend of the pod. Um, and she hasn't watched any of the episodes yet, but she watched the episode with us because she was here for lunch. And she's like, catch me up. And I'm like, well, there's nothing to catch you up on because nothing's <laughs> happened. So, <laughs> so sorry, like you weren't lost. I was like, well, basically, um, they're just looking for Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's the whole mm -hmm. thing. So I don't know. that that Just saying that out loud made me feel like, really sad that that's how I feel about it. That being said, I was extremely surprised that we got Baby Yoda's name. 
Mm-hmm. I oh, was yeah. not expecting that at it all. It right. blew right by me at first. So can yeah. we can we it's actually like, wait, go what? on record? I think Flo's <laughs> yeah. kind of made her opinion known. Where, where does everyone stand on the name? <laughs> Grogu? Grogu. I think it's cute. I mean, people didn't like Yoda when it, they're like Yoda. Yeah. What the they, hell hated that? they hated they it. They hated it. <laughs> Who does? Yeah, and now everybody's like, oh yeah, Yoda. Obviously, sounds kind of yeah. like a, it. Sounds very much like a, like something a baby would say. Grogu. Ooh, Rogu. Yeah, it sounds it, like a Roku or like ragu tomato sauce ragu mm-hmm. it sounded a little more trandoshan to me than but we don't know any other of yoda's species besides the owl in canon so right i don't know yeah i mean i guess i just figured that all of his species would start with a y because mm-hmm. that's all that we know and so it just like came from left field but yeah yeah but they can't call him yogu, then yogu. they they'd... could yogurt Wait, why can't yeah, you call yogurt. him rogu yogu. and not yogu <laughs> I thought it was so cute though when he perked up every time that, that was said it? his name when he went, yeah. huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's that like, oh, you finally know my name, genius. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, Fine. that was super exciting because I had to like pause and be like, what? And then when they changed the subtitles, that was just really exciting. Yeah. Um again, I think the episode was beautiful. I loved the samurai style. I grew up just south of San Francisco, so we have a lot of like Japanese tea gardens and just like mm. a lot of beautiful things and so that was super reminiscent of that. So that felt very home to me. Yeah. Um I thought Rosario Dawson did a really nice job. I thought she was a total badass as a Soka. Yes. Yes. So lightsabers across the face was insane. I was like, this. Ha- I don't even know Ahsoka, but like, this has to be my it new background so cool. because that yes. was wild. <laughs> once I accepted her voice, I was fine. I was like, oh, she I doesn't see. sound like Ashley Eckstein, but then once I yeah. got past it, I was like, okay, I can. See, I didn't even that's... skip a beat. I didn't yeah. even skip a beat. Yeah, I was I fine. She looked great. Like, she looked amazing. Not, the rebel style is very elongated. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think that's why it looks so much different than like Clone Wars or what they wanted to go with here because they used that more stylized version of the concept. At one point, though, she just so rebels. she just had that she had that super round face, and at one point, I like legit thought she was gonna say Sky Guy. Yes, <laughs> I thought she was gonna say I am no Jedi like five times this episode. I oh, every yeah. time he said it, she was kind of like. Mm. <laughs> I don't know much, but I know that. And I was just like, how is she not saying it? Like, well, yeah. I'm She's... looking for a Jedi. How does she not say, I'm no Jedi? Yeah. How does she not say that? It was like, desperate was, times. We lobbed it up for her. I like, think she kind of was like, I might need this guy, so I'm not going to contradict him just yet. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, for me, this one was probably. I liked it. It was probably like a seven out of ten. Didn't hold mm-hmm. my attention super well. It was fine. Um, I, I we learned some, but not enough. Again, it was a side quest. Everyone, come <laughs> hang out with me. I'm on cloud ten out of ten. <laughs> I would say nine out of ten for me. I do have a lot of questions as to where he was in the Jedi Temple. Like, was he receiving specialized lessons because he, of he his must have process? That would I mean, be the only reason, because he couldn't hang with the kids, because yeah. they age progressively more than he does. That's the only Maybe he hid under a chair while Anakin uh, annihilated. All I of think either Jocasta actually... knew took Ooh, him maybe out, because Jocasta uh... escaped, or I'm like, Hondo, please, just have Hondo take him Oh, that would be good. I'm going to say that he is actually, so going back to our clone theory, he's actually basically what Superboy was originally supposed to be intended. He's uh, like the backup Yoda in case something happens to Yoda. Ooh. <laughs> I just hope just he's not like Yoda's kid or Yoda's grandkid. I'm like, don't be a Yoda. If he yeah, I is, hope not. I will be so upset. Yeah. 
I'm a little bit tired of that. Like, and I don't yeah. want to see well. Luke be the person who answers him on Typhon. I don't want it to be Luke. I want Okay, to so I don't know anything about anything, but, and I don't know if this would work in timeline, because again, I don't know anything, but could Ezra be the person who shows up? That's, totally. my, that's my current guess, but now we're kind of getting into predictions. So, okay. Zeno, uh, Colleen, do you have any specific predictions about next week? Mm. I don't think we're going to get to Typhon right away, so that leaves no. Flo's favorite aside quest. I'm just going to leave. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, Flo. Oh, man. We could get Gideon catching up, though, to our little yeah. clan Mudhorn duo, which would be really cool. That would be cool. Yes. I'm really pulling for Quinlan Voss to be the Jedi that answers just because he that will irritate would be cool. the crap out of Mando yes. so much. And please cast Debbie Diggs Disney, please. Thank you. That Ooh. would work. That That's would absolutely work. Anybody else? Predictions? Thoughts? Yeah. yeah. So I want to make like two little micro ones. I think either in this episode or the next episode, we'll see Din trying to help Rogu train. I really think that mm. Dadalorian is really going to try and help to the extent that he can his little baby boy learn how to play ball with the Jedi. Yeah, now he's got to throw the ball back. Exactly. <laughs> he's going to peg him right in the face, you guys. <laughs> his helmet's on. It's fine. And then thinking kind of like amorphously about this a little bit, like imagine the pressure of hearing the only one like you in the galaxy was this great Jedi master. And so I'm, I guess maybe my second little gripe is I'm a little bit confused as to just how high Rogu's cognitive abilities are and how much he's able to process. But like, if he is able to process these kind of words from Ahsoka, and I think that he can in at least some degree, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. In this or next week, we're likely going to see Rogu struggle. I mean, it's part of the whole character journey. I'm just guessing that, you know, so far in season two, we've been able to see him use the force very safely to grab little snacky time. And mm -hmm. it wouldn't surprise me if after a little training session with dad, things don't go well when Rogu needs to use the force. Maybe to save Din, maybe to do something else. That's what I'm putting my money on, my little Beskar coins on. That could be bad. I think that I makes sense. I think, so I don't really have predictions for next week per se, because yeah, I don't think they're going to get to the temple next week. But I do think that when we get to the temple, there's going to be like a very Luke and Anakin struggle with the dark side, like just inside of Grogu himself because we have that fear. They've already like put that into it. So I think he's definitely gonna be tempted by the dark side. If he does go to the dark side, first of all, I win the pool. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I'm putting that there right now. I think he's going to go, at least in this season. And then maybe it'll be like a pulling him back out of it next season. Um, or if he doesn't, it's going to be because Din says or does something or like sacrifices himself in some way Right. to keep him in the light so right. and then yeah i think it's gonna be ezra because it seems like they're bringing everybody back this season it's a yeah. big big party over here mm -hmm. imagine if during one of the trials kind of like with luke like din's 
helmet head is cut Ooh. off in like a Ooh. dream. And imagine how flippin' scary that would be because yeah, be so scary. Rogu has no idea what's under that helmet anyway. Like yes. that is creepy upon creepy. So I would like to see that happen. Or Wait, at least but, that's in my fan fiction. But in less creepy, what if a tweet comes out saying that Hayden Christensen is going to be in an episode <laughs> of the Mandalorian? <laughs> It could be force ghosts that answer. Hell yeah. I'm going to go knock on his door right now in Pasadena and just be like, Hayden, please. (laughs) What's up? Are you on the Obi-Wan show? But also please be on Mandalore. Please (laughs) God. (laughs) Anders, anything from you before we uh, head on out? No, I don't think I have anything really specific for next week. I'm starting to make like shape in my mind how I think the last three episodes are going to kind of run. I think mm. we're definitely due for at least one more full-on side quest. And then we finish the season on Tython. The last two episodes. The last, like last two episodes season. probably like maybe they, you know, Grimoff G catches up towards, if not next week, then the week after. And then it's, again, it's kind of that standoff on Tython. And whoever ends up answering this call shows up and that's like how the season ends. So are you thinking like a space battle next week? Or are they going to land somewhere? Could be a space battle. I I think think, they have to land. I think they're mostly going to land. They don't really do a lot of those space battles. No, we haven't seen one. Not until we get Thrawn. Wink. (laughs) And Thrawn will have trained those space whales. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) That is what I'm really concerned about y'all if Ezra is with Thrawn. (laughs) that's Mm. true that's true Mm. and i think that's a great place for us to leave it today a little tantalizing cliffhanger so thank you so much for being with us and come back next time when we continue exploring the mandalorian and other geeky goodies remember please that you can subscribe to us on youtube or whatever podcast app you choose hit that subscribe button and leave us those five star reviews because they really do help Remember that you can also head over to bohemiangeekstudies.com to enjoy all of our episodes, plus Colleen's Book Corner, where she's reviewing Star Wars literature. And you can check out our website to also find us on social media and email us your theories and queries at bohemiangeekstudies at gmail.com. Until next time, I love this. White Sabers and Beskar Spears up and keep those episodes streaming. Bye, everyone. Bye, Bye guys. So long, guys. <laughs>